The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator, your local chaotic homosexual, and M. Emily. <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> E-M-A-N-D-A. Guess, guess what this is right now. Is it a very special day? Here at Sex Ed with Tim, we have reached, drumroll please, 100 episodes! Yes, we are toxic and everyone is addicted to us. Yes, the taste of my podcast uh, lips. <laughs> <laughs> my pussy lips, question mark. Oh, oh God, no. I slurped all the way and upchucked something. Tim is actively choking uh, on a dick while we record, actually. Yeah, Good? that's disgusting. Mm-mm. No, not really. Oh, no. Mm. Checking in is unwell. Yeah, when have I ever been good? <laughs> Never. Ugh. Um. Hi. How are you? Happy now that I'm with my wifey, my podcast wifey. I am your wifey, and it's thank you true. so much for like promoting my shit, like the good wife that you are, fulfilling your wifely duties. I am a uh. submissive woman <laughs> submitting to my. Wait, I might. We're a gay couple. I don't know. What yeah, are the are. gender norms here that we're subverting? <laughs> I know. Let Let's support some good gender norms today. Uh, you are the submissive wifey, mm-hmm. and I am the service top wifey. Perfect. Yeah, I right? I, I consent I to this dynamic. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I can't. You're kind of into consensual uh, non-consent, though, right? So. <laughs> Yes, no, no, <laughs> please, no. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that kind of, like, child talk. Uh, like Baby talk. I understand. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to knock anyone for getting into that. However, I have gotten over using the word play for sex. Like, let's play. I'm oh, like, fair. No, not, not for me. I don't mind it in, like, the educator to educator like podcast you know like we're talking about like impact play or like oh when i set up a play scene or whatever but yeah no like if my partner comes to me and is like are you ready to play i'll be like no, no. i want to fuck <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why that. did you say that you said that like a muppet like the swedish yeah. show. No. i am a muppet <laughs> yeah my current kink is muppet play <laughs> You're like the Swedish chef. I think it's because of that meme on Instagram that's been going around. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll see if it's still going on. But it's like, 
Oh, she's a wonderful girl. Could she be any cuter? You know that meme I'm talking about? Have you seen it? Not really. The listeners but I'll have take heard. your word the for it. The listeners have seen it. The listeners. Have, there's no way. Like, unless oh. it's, I'm in a weird hole on the social media, which is possible. <laughs> Could she be you, any cuter? You know, for the longest time, for the longest time, I'm. I've been thinking of what to call my listeners other than just listeners. And I think I'm going to settle on chlamydiates. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, my brain went the tiny tips. Because <laughs> listeners then, are small because they exist in our, in our technology in our devices. <laughs> and then in real life, they're ironically like huge. <laughs> yeah. Like well oversized people. <laughs> like jacked and like just massive lumbering giants like seven eight feet <laughs> the the dominions t- t- dominions i like dominions or the chlamydians the chlamydians has a ring to it it t- aligns t- with t- your brand i think so because yeah. dominion feels very like narcissistic and like it it rubs my ego which i don't mind because <laughs> sure. you know i love my ego the way i like my dick rubbed i was roughly. gonna say like your hand jobs <laughs> yeah But chlamydia feels very apropos because we're all learning. So we're all kind of like dumb in our own way. And we keep coming back to learn just like how chlamydia keeps making a comeback, at least in my sex life. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the Toronto chlamydia scene might be doozy. The chlamydia scene, the... (laughs) The chlamydia era, the as chlamydioc- we're entering it. The chlamydiocracy. The, the chlamydiocracy, <laughs> yes. It's your Feliz, empire. <laughs> Feliz chlamydiotas. Fuck. <laughs> viva, viva la vida chlamydia. <laughs> viva la chlamydia. <laughs> viva la chlamydia. <laughs> Long live in chlamydia. Long uh, live thy chlamydia. Yeah. Well, <sighs> it is 100 episodes, everybody, and I would not want to spend it with anyone else other than my podcast wifey, M from Sexistentialist, who is just rocking the cozy girl, like, what? what is this? Yeah, the cozy... Uh, grunge. It's sort of a grunge. grunge. I'm giving grunge yeah. right now. Um, yeah, it, so I, it, my furnace is broken, <laughs> and I live, in, <laughs> I live in the Midwest, in the United yeah. States, and it's... um. Yeah, it's fucking cold, and my hair looks mm-hmm. gross. So, mm. yeah, I'm wearing a beanie while I record a podcast. Kill me, you know. It's cute. And what does it say on your shirt? There's like a penguin or a, something on it. What is that? Oh, it's a duck. Oh, it it's says a, it's a goose holding a knife, and it says peace was never an option. <laughs> <laughs> Someone gave it to me last Christmas, and they were like, "This seems like you." It's so on brand to the existentialist. Like aesthetic. peace was never an option. I love that. I think is that based on the Untitled Goose game? I think it is. Yeah, it is. It's one of one of the goosey memes. I love that. There's this game I downloaded called Tingus Goose. It is ama- I'm not even joking. It's one of the most fascinating games where you play as this like uh pregnant lady and her husband and then a goose flies right above her and lays an egg on top of her belly and then the belly ingests the egg and then out of her belly comes like this goose neck and then it just gets longer and longer and longer and you you have to make the neck as long as possible and then out of the goose neck 
is just like little babies that come out and then you kind of just like tap them and it creates cash. And then the more cash you make, the longer the neck grows. Is this a real game or is this a fever dream that you had? This is a <laughs> little bit of both. Is it a mobile game? <laughs> yes, it is a mobile game. Tingus, T-I-N-G-U-S, Tingus Goose. And I was like, wow, this is the most accurate representation uh-huh. of the human gestation period I have ever seen. Oh, I like the art style, actually. Yeah, it's very like on this. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's sketchy Mm -hmm. and like literally sketchy. It looks like just sketches. Yeah, it's 2D. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's one of those like, what do you call it? Those uh, games that you just let and uh, like you you can leave it alone and then it grows. I forgot. Idle games. Oh, idle games. Yeah. Yes, those ones. Yeah. So very fun. Mm. And I have been killing a lot of time with that, just watching my goose neck grow and grow and grow. I love but, it. It's like Farmville, yeah. but not not at all like Farmville, really. Yeah, it's nothing at all like Farmville, <laughs> but exactly like Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. You're welcome. It is, but it isn't. Yeah, like most things, you know, like oh, most okay. things in life, it's like, it's like something else it, and also not. Yeah, like how <laughs> spaghetti is just like rice, but it isn't. Wow, hmm. that's kind of hitting. Yeah. That's hitting. It's kind of <laughs> we're getting to a philosophical that's, kind of thing. Yeah, now that's <laughs> slapping. Yeah, the philosophy is philosophing. Oh yeah, it's hitting me. <laughs> oh god, wait! I forgot to open with a joke. Although I am a joke. Uh, yeah, I mean we need. <laughs> that. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Let me think of a joke right now. Uh, give my brain a second. Uh, as you can tell, I am not prepared. I'm not preparing at all for this season. So I'm okay. just going to let let it fly. So let me think of one. Um, we love when you're just being you. And just being me? Oh, I wish that I was like you all when we love being <laughs> I mean, I love being me, but I also like, I hate being me. So it's like retweet. the same, but not. Retweet, retweet, yeah. retweet. <laughs> uh, okay, real quick joke. Um, M, I used to date an English teacher. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I used to date an English teacher, but they dumped me for the improper use of the colon. <laughs> uh, my mouth is a jar. Listen to my <laughs> mouth is a jar. It's a gape. God, it was good. <laughs> God, I didn't know where it was going. I feel like you was it. A, you were pretending to think of one, but I feel like maybe you had that one ready. No, I was thinking of one. I and you just pulled that out of your ass. My asshole. Yeah. Wow, that's a sacred place. Your ass. That is that is a sacred giving place. But it's also not. It's also not because it's been disrespected so many times. Yeah, that's right. I can yeah. imagine that. I it's not holy I... in the least loosest sense. Oh wow, there's so many. There was like two <laughs> innuendos. Was... <laughs> Truly pun upon pun. Punception. It was not holy in the loosest sense of the word. <laughs> SNL, put me on your team. Yeah, I was say I can and do picture what what <laughs> people do to your asshole. So that's my favorite pastime. It's a loose yeah, hole. I was yeah. thinking about Tim getting fucked. Your favorite pastime <laughs> is to just think about my yeah. asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I said, and I'm not <laughs> and I'm you. not taking it back. <laughs> that's yeah, I've said that on the now. internet. Now that's in there. <laughs> my partner's listening. Like what? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Hi, Joe. Anne's thinking about my asshole, Joe. He's, he's probably like, yeah, sounds all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm also thinking about your asshole, Joe, if it's any consolation. 
Yeah, I'll let him know that. I mean, I'm also thinking about his asshole. Also, all right, it is a gift. You know, assholes are. It's a gift. Yeah, Yeah. everyone has one. So true. It's the one thing that unifies us as a culture. Yeah, that we all have an asshole. (laughs) You can forget about war. You can forget about famine and global warming and animal rights. The only thing that you need to remember is that we are all unified in the sense that we all. If we could just embrace this one thing. Then we could fix yeah. everything. Heal the Heal world. The world. <laughs> Make it a better place. <laughs> Ooh. Ass, oh, God. Ass, ass, ass. <sighs> but, 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 B U T T, how has been your 2023 M? It's such a good question. Lots of highs and lots of lows. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. 2023 blew by i feel like i blinked and it was gone but i mean like i'm happy for the most part i mean i'm mentally unwell to an extent so you know pretty happy physically physically healthy which is important and you know it's been a it's been a great year in a lot of ways you know i took um quite a bit of a lax approach to my show at the start of this year uh you know joe and i have been together for a long time but we threw a big uh wedding party because we hadn't had the chance to do that previously and so yeah so we we had been previously legally bound to each other but because of covid and because he's obviously for those of you who maybe you were each other's legal property of course him more mine than the other way around obviously (laughs) but yeah because of covid and because my partner's from the uk uh we hadn't had uh, family to celebrate uh, our union. So we we had a big party. Um, well, not big party. We had a party. So some fe- people from the UK could come over and hang out with my family. And that was cool and very expensive. But leading up to that took kind of some, some time off of um, the show. So kept a pretty lax uh, start of the year, but then really kind of amping up for season four. So have been doing a lot of um, recording some, with some really uh, incredible people and excited for, for, you know, our fourth season as well to come out next year. And look at us, the season four I know, girlies. it's Hello. crazy, right? I feel like we're adults. What? Like, when did we hit puberty Ugh. along the way? Ugh. I God. know. I turned I know 31 do. in a few days. I know. Ew. Ew. I've actually entered daddy Okay, era. I mean, th- this, is- this is gay culture, right? Like... <laughs> If That's you would true. just be straight, yeah, you know. Tim, then you'd, you'd have years before daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> If I had a switch in the back of my brain that could just be like hetero and homo, I would, you know, because sexuality is a choice. Exactly. Right. It is a choice. I could just choose to be straight. (laughs) That one episode of American Dad where uh, Steve was forcing himself to be gay. He's like, no, I am gay. I choose to be gay. And then the gay guy is like, Steve, it's not a choice. me as a queer teenager like dating boys but then like looking at the girls I was obsessed with in my history class or whatever and being like god I wish I could just flip flip that old switch and just go go that way and in hindsight it's like well you could could have tried you might have like you mean you would have liked it but you know hard to god as a teenager I would not have known how to gauge whether or not a woman was into me I still don't I would not know how to I would not know how to gauge or like interact with any teenagers. I don't know oh, how I, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about my first orgasm 
with a partner when I was a teenager. And I was like, God, what? That's so weird that that ever happened. Like, like being sexual at that age, baffling. It happened and it happens. People do that. And also experiencing any amount of pleasure with another human being at the age of like 14 or 15. Ah, ugh. So strange. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, what? I'm, we were I doing stuff? What? Whose hands are in my pants? Yeah. My own. We're also in my <laughs> pants, but yeah. yeah. Do you remember who oh, yeah. he was with? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Were they good? He was really sweet. Yeah. He was like the last nice boy I dated before I met Joe. I dated a series of really not nice men. And uh, as a guy, yeah. as I continue yeah. to do so. Um, yeah, I'm a simp for abuse. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. Um, but yeah, no, this, I dated this boy. Denial is a river in Egypt. <laughs> Fuck. I dated this guy when I was. Um, yeah, a freshman in high school and he was a sophomore and he was really sweet. My favorite thing about him in hindsight, well, two things, actually. This guy was kind of a king, like high key, my great white buffalo. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so like one time Moby he, was, he was fingering me, but he was like kneeling down. I was sitting on the couch and he was like kneeling down before the couch. And he, Okay, so you're cleaning. Yeah, so he was like face to face. But he wasn't eating me out because mm. it was like pretty early. Like we hadn't done. We were each other's first, yeah. not kiss, but like first hand and mouth stuff. Yeah. So it was like. Like he was, he was staring into the eye of Yeah, Sauron. he was like eye contact, yeah. finger. He yeah. was dirty DJing and making eye contact. Um, <laughs> DJ hero. And I wasn't, I couldn't see it, like him fully, obviously, because I how I was sitting. But then he just whipped out his electric toothbrush and put it against my clit. And at the time, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? No, like, absolutely not. But in hindsight, I'm like, oh, my God, what a giver. Like, the man was like, I don't have a vibrator. But I've read, I've seen on the Internet that this would be. And so he brought his electric toothbrush. To That's pleasure so me. generous of I him. I, wow. I, you know what? I hope he's so happy right now. What a giver. I hope he is. Yeah. yeah. I hope he's doing well yeah. because he's out here pleasuring pussies yes. and like cleaning vaginal teeth. Like how 100 percent. He was brushing. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go. He didn't go the bristle teeth in your first. Vagina. Let's just be clear. He put handle <laughs> handle the clit. Oh, okay. He did not bristle my clit, but he did. He was like, how do I? I don't I don't I can't buy a vibrator. I'm 15. My parents will notice. What, what do I bring? <laughs> so buy a toothbrush. What do I bring to the table? Yeah. So, um, oh no, God. that was... Good for Yeah, him. that was... And then it was downhill from there for a really long time. <laughs> downhill? Oh, uh, like, up yeah. And, up, a until, of... up until Joe, yeah. yeah. Aw, yay. I have never tried an electric toothbrush on any of my parts before. Can you tell me how it feels? God, it's such a blur. That was many, many, many moons ago. I think I also, I mean, I can tell you what a vibrator feels like. That, that's, yeah, but. Wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Really? An electric toothbrush, I think it, it just felt like a weak vibrator. But I think, honestly, in the moment, I was so appalled. I didn't have a ton of shame around sex at, at that time. I mean, I did a little bit like everyone else did. I think I actually developed more shame later. But I think at the time, I was just so like, you really don't need to do that. Like, like what what's up like i i think in my mind it's because it wasn't a device designed for sex but to be fair like for pleasure yeah i mean tooth pleasure i guess fair but i um yeah i didn't i didn't buy a vibrator until i was 21 or 22 because i'd had a lot of partners who were like 
don't replace me. <laughs> it's like, this is a straight man. Did you like your vibrator? I love every vibrator. Oh, yeah. I'm a toy queen. Do you, you don't have a favorite? Okay, fair. You did say that on the last season premiere where you wanted to incorporate your toys in Tantra. Yes. How's that going for you in 2023? It's been really good, actually. I've definitely added some more toys to my situation. I've gotten some like really ergonomic toys. I've gotten some uh, toys that are um, designed for my partner that are new as opposed to me. And I've definitely been playing around more with Tantra. I think not as much as I probably thought I was going to at the start of the year. I love that. Toys and spirituality. You kind of use your pussy juice to like baptize Joe. <laughs> Literally like the, do this <laughs> like the Lion out. King like Simba thing. <laughs> like, thumb. With your pussy juice yep. just on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very like out of body experience. Yes, yes. I dress up as uh, the baboon from Lanking. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Rafiki, Rafiki, thank you. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah. It's. Uh, I think the one thing about tantra that is inconvenient is that it takes time. <laughs> you really do have to. You really do have to pencil in time for that, right? And in this capitalist modern society, like we're grinding, you know. Who has the time for spiritual pleasure? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I've i made plenty of time for pleasure. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's like, a, I got to rub one out. Of course. I got six minutes yeah. to get as many, cram as many orgasms in as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and get back to the grind. That's, and like, that's okay too. Yeah. You got to like aim for the highest OPM orgasms per minute. Like, <laughs> you know. Bet. <laughs> Fucking bet. <laughs> This year, like the biggest goal of mine in all of my pursuits has been to give myself as much grace as possible, because I think like there's been a lot going on in my in my life. And I feel like I've been fairly overwhelmed a lot of this year in different capacities. And so I'm trying to like give myself like put as little pressure on anything that I can. Not to say that I'm not striving towards accomplishment, like I'm you know still trying to do well at my job, still trying to create a podcast that you all enjoy and like all, all those things. But I'm also trying to like give myself the patience. Like who who is this really for? If it's for me, you know, what, what does accomplishment feel or look like? And I feel like the same has applied to sex. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, I think there have been other years or other periods of time in my relationship and my sexual relationship with myself and with my partner where I've pushed the boundaries more, right? Where I've had more years where I've tried new things or added something new to my sexual repertoire than this year. But at the same time, I've allocated time towards pleasure. I'm certainly not abstinent. So <laughs> <laughs> like last year and the year before, there were so many new, like different types of play that I dabbled in. And those things are still incorporated in my sex life. But I feel like I didn't try anything like, like mind-blowingly new this year that i actually maybe is there something that you want to try um it's a good question i think like i don't know i i've been doing kind of a lot there's things i want to do more of so i think there's like there was a period of time where i was um exploring shibari a lot and i really yeah i really love that and i love the artfulness of it um i like how whenever you talk about these things you have a little bit of a vocal fry you're like 
Shibari. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. <clears throat> Might just be the cold, like the lack of heat in my apartment is giving me like a cold. No, like I'm Amy. I'm Amy Winehouse. Amy <laughs> if, if giving like if Paris Hilton just discovered sex for the first time, like oh my god, that's hot. That's hot. Or like that's Kim hot. Kardashian, that's just like, hi. This post is sponsored by Love Shop. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's giving Miley Cyrus after the wildfire. <laughs> I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> oh my god, she's here, Miley. I know. You? Hello, Miley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Has anyone seen my eight dogs? Stuff like that, like I've tried and done and played around with, but like I want to do more of. But it's again those Shabari takes time. It does, right? Like takes practice and it takes a knowledge. Yeah, it does, and like. It takes time before, for sure. And then in the moment, it takes a lot of time. And it's worth it. But you got to have the time. Oh, God, <laughs> everybody needs to carve out time for pleasure, for everything else. It's like, you really need this work-life pleasure balance. It's not just work-life. There's Pleasure is a different aspect. It may be part of life, but like... We need to make time for just us, whether it's sex, losing yourself in a video game. I have I have significantly lost a lot of video game time because I've just been feeling like work, 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 work. And when I say work, as in both in my professional life in nonprofit and sex education, I mean, like the my professional life is that I'm a sex educator for a nonprofit. And when I say sex education, I'm talking about my own personal practice with this podcast. So I'm like, how, how did I just lose so much time and lose myself? And like, in the moment, you know, you've had to never let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's the dynamic, like the, 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 um, the dichotomy of when you start doing the thing you love for your full-time job as well, right? And you know, you and I were in a similar position before where we were both working in corporate. And I'm still working in corporate, obviously. And on my bad days at work, where I'm like, God, fuck, I hate this. Um, I'm like, wait a minute. I have so many things I love that are fulfilling on the side. And then when you consolidate the two things and you're doing something you love in your profession in addition to your own outside practice. I mean, it's a win, right? Like we all should be doing as much of what we love as much as possible. But to your point, you're like, fuck, I'm doing the same thing all the time. And like, it's, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, like, yeah, it's, it's, everything is draining all the time, right? That That's just a symptom of the society we live in. So allocating time to pleasure is so important. I've been think rethinking a lot of about like what masturbation looks like for me. I don't know if you have. have what does it look like? Hands on genitals and <laughs> um, like what like setting the scene looks like for myself. I think and like what creating the self careness around it as opposed to. I mean, and yeah, sometimes it is opm opm right. Sometimes it's orgasms per minute, and that's all it is. But I've, I've found that like over the last year or so, like what turns me on changes or has changed and like when I'm by myself versus with a partner. And I feel like I've had to like unpack some of that. And that's normal, right? Like what we crave changes over time. Our appetites change, our, our hormones change. Like if you're medicated versus unmedicated, like there's lots of things that can change all of that stress, sleep, whatever. So like I've had to be really conscious about it. And I feel like that's been 
like I've had to think and set aside time for it, which isn't easy. I discovered about myself that I'm a little bit of a pain slut. And I mean, this is a very new. No, did we not know that? I kind of <laughs> no, thought maybe I, we knew that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm heckling you. I'm sorry. I keep going. You no, discovered this. <laughs> I mean, okay. Back then, I was a pain slut in the sense that, like, ooh, I love like one quick slap or mm. like choke me, daddy, but like very gentle. But because this year I have spent a total of, oh God, 30 hours under a tattoo needle. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, your I, tattoos are fucking sick. I'm obsessed. Thank you. They look I just so got. Good. She just got a touch up. This one on my left arm. It's yeah. like a trash polka version of Harley of Quinn. Harley, yeah, she's gorgeous. And she's she's depicted as like the goddess Aphrodite by the red rose. Sorry, not red. They're like X-ray roses, and and the swan. So I love it. I will say uh, trash polka concept. does not look good on everyone, but I'm obsessed with yeah. yours. Thank you. Because I am trash, right? <laughs> and, so, polka. <laughs> and polka. And <laughs> polka. So I just discovered this about myself that like I can endure quite a long time yeah. of pain. And the reason I have just put the pieces together is because once I finished that tattoo needle and like once it was lifted up, I was like, hold on. I want more. Yeah. I don't know why, but I want more. And then I found out why is because there's like this dopamine addiction yeah. or not addiction, but like this sort of like craving because yeah, getting tattoos un- is addictive. Yeah. Because when you're un- undergoing a lot of pain, your body's pro- pro- producing dopamine mm-hmm. to counteract that pain. And dopamine is like the happy chemical and the yeah. feel good stuff. So I was like, Oh my God, I really love it. I want more. So I already yeah. scheduled another one for this month. <laughs> Good for you. I have to. I have a hard and fast. I have to wait a year between tattoos. Yeah. Because I f- I feel the same way, and and it's funny because I don't. I I haven't ever really thought about it as enjoying the pain of it. But you're right. Like I first of all, I I do think of myself as having a high pain tolerance, and like I've sat for pretty significantly sized tattoos on different parts of my body, and it's never been like that bad to me. But it is like you get one and there's some there's something so powerful in like the ability to change your body. And like to me, it's like a ownership and a reclamation of your body, of your form. But at the same time, it is that like especially for those of us who struggle with a lower happy feeling on occasion. If, if you if you struggle chemically with happy feelings, then having the your body go into shock and the dopamine hit is like fucking fire, right? I mean, not to say you can't get that from other experiences, but definitely like it makes sense for for folks to feel addicted to the the aftermath of of that, right? But <laughs> kind of like you're saying, don't go to therapy, just get a tattoo and some piercings and you should be good to go. <laughs> literally no i'm kidding do both i'm doing both but that's it this is the thing is like that's why i I do have a hard and fast because i'm like god i i want eighty thousand, but i will just keep going and i yeah it's they're also expensive um or at least where i am they're so but there's so many great tattoo artists in toronto that i have saved that i really want to go to um so yeah maybe i'll when you come to Toronto, when you come to Toronto, I'm going to recommend you the best tattoo artist because all my tattoos are done solely by women who are so that. talented. Yeah. I only pick women because oh, yeah. I love the female form on me. So yes. who knows how to draw women better than women, right? Yes. 
Agreed. Men can go suck it. We hate Uh, them. (laughs) We hate men. We hate them. Uh, Yeah, we're only for the girls, gays, and the days. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, and Joe. Uh, And Joe. (laughs) He's one of us. (laughs) Yeah, he is, basically. Yeah. So um, I've told you all about how I work in nonprofit, and I think I've mentioned this on the show. But one of the things I do in my job is to study this document that we get every year called the Sex Lives Report. And I think you may find this interesting because in the Sex Lives Report, we interview about a thousand young Canadians between the ages of 18 to 29. So very young people. And there's some really interesting stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, 29 is no. like kind of... Kind of I know, I know. <laughs> That's only because I'm 31 now, so I'm just yeah, like so anyone 30 and below <laughs> is like a baby to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So in the Sex Lives report, you may find this interesting, but out of the thousand Canadian young Canadians, so this is basically like a good sample size for all of North America, 42% said that they don't know if sex ed helped or hindered their sexual journey. That's almost half of the entire population, which is wild, right? And then here's another really interesting stat. So when we asked the 1,000 young people, 60% of them said that they go to the internet for sex ed, 34% said family doctor, and then 23% said clinic, which kind of like worries me that like 60% of them are going to the internet because internet could mean social media, their own Google search. It means TikTok these days. Like TikTok. TikTok, TikTok is like the for, for Gen Z, which luckily neither of us are, but for Gen Z, like it is the number one search engine. Like they're not going to Google, at least in the US. They're going to, and I maybe even globally, but the stats I've read are for definitely for the US, but they're going to TikTok first before they go to Google. And so much of the content creators on TikTok are like chronically online and they've learned everything yeah. of their life skills by being online. So I'm like, I don't know, literally touch grass, please. Like, yeah. No, what? it's, yeah. And, and honestly, like family doctor isn't necessarily much better. Like, cl- like clinics with certified sex educators are really where you need to be because, um, or sexologists or whatever whatever their title is right because i don't again i don't know what the the canadian um like med school requirements are but in the u.s like doctors don't have to take sex ed oh god i don't think they have to take sex ed here either yeah like your obgyn in in the u.s has not been required to take sex ed right they they take anatomy right like my and i have a trauma-informed obgyn She's a gift. Anyone in Illinois, if you need a top-notch OBGYN who's from Inform, like, fucking let me know this woman is everything. And I can tell every year I go to her, I'm like, God, she learned a little bit more this year, I can tell. But they are not required to, to, to take sex ed. And so, they, you know, they, yeah, they know the medical of it. They understand what gonorrhea looks like and what to prescribe. They understand what PCOS is. They understand, um, like, you know, they, they understand the nuts and bolts anatomy but they do not understand nuts pleasure. Nuts and bolts. Hey, hey. <laughs> They've not been trained to talk about pleasure. Right. That's weird. Yes. And That's so, so wild. it's not the place to go. If, if your question is strictly like reproductive or anatomical, then yeah, talk to your family doctor or, or may, maybe, maybe even the internet then. But if you're talking about pleasure, like fuck, neither of those places are, the, are helpful Mm-mm. a lot of the time. Mm-mm. 
unless you know what you're looking for, right? Like yeah. you, you I, I talk about media literacy all the fucking time. It's like my favorite t- subject. But you and I going to the internet, we're informed adults. We know what yeah. it is that we're looking for. We like we, we can yeah, we can spot an accurate resource or, you know, especially like you know, when we think about harm reduction, there are so many resources that pose themselves online as being um queer friendly or reproductive reproductive justice friendly and they're like fucking like right wing backed like fake websites right where people go to get brainwashed and so it's like you and I can spot that shit from all the way but like youth especially like 18 to 22 year olds are not youth young adults are not gonna know what they're looking at if they don't already have a foundation to work with yeah and like the way I like to call those and as you should because the way I approach it is like when I see bullshit I kind of just like poke fun at it and point out how ridiculous it sounds like for example there was this one tweet that I saw I'm never gonna call it x shut the fuck up do not come for me it's so I went on twitter and I saw this tweet that said something like how when men ejaculate they also ejaculate with them their cerebral fluid or their life source or something like the, like and, the, like this like the cerebrospinal fluid like from yeah side. yeah yeah exactly so i was like mm, what no. tubes then, do you think are i what, know right where they go where, where where is the connection there and it's like th- this really wild tweet from this like account with like 36,000 followers or something. So what I did was I retweeted it and I said, Hey fellas, when you ejaculate, you lose a little bit of your life. So as a fun party trick at your funeral, put your soul into a horcrux and then come back and surprise (laughs) your relatives. (laughs) I feel like that should be your whole Twitter is finding, finding like and debunking or like calling out just insane sexual and reproductive yep. claims. Exactly what I do already. I just because it's just the wildest thing. Do you like? Do they like just the best stuff? They try back? to like. Where do they think it go? They try to back it up with these links that sure, sort of sure. you know, confirm their bias. Right. It's like, whatever. But the funny thing is that, (laughs) right, I've got links. They're not really good receipts, but they're links. Yeah. But what's wild to me is that when they tweet this kind of stuff, the the Twitter or the tweet is accompanied with like community notes that say, actually, this tweet is wrong. There's nothing been proven. And (laughs) yeah, I'm glad that Twitter did implement that because. Yeah. It's funny. There's so much misinformation. Yeah. And also with. On that, on misinformation, just one last point about the sex lives report. And I think it's really interesting. One in three young adults don't use a condom because they think condoms are used solely to prevent pregnancy. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." that's like the like the least like there are so many other methods of pregnancy prevention and so few readily accessible STI prevention like condoms are one of the hard and fast ways to prevent STIs. Turns out pulling out doesn't not that effective. Keep, doesn't keep you from <laughs> getting an STI. It's so weird. Like you yeah. can literally like you can dry hump naked and exchange STIs. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. But but you know what fucking fine. But you know what fucking fine. I guess whatever. Do your thing. It's just yeah. like that's like condoms are the most readily accessible form of risk prevention. Yeah. And there's so like, 
convenient. I yeah. mean, like penis condom. I, I should say the female condom is expensive. It's a little less. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, what I do want to say is that, I, in defense of the youth, I get it because you need to spend money and you probably don't have a job. Fine. However, I would like it if the youth and the families that they're with can have this conversation. So at least their primary care providers, their their parents can start this conversation around safer sex and say, hey, I'm actually not comfortable with you having sex because you're so young. But if you're going to have sex, at least use this. Right. And then that gives them the choice and it starts the conversation around that. Oh, yeah, God. it's it like a quick anecdote from my adolescence that's a cautionary tale that everyone should be aware of, I think. And this is something that I think applies to adults, too. But my my first penis and vagina sex partner, obviously, I'd been doing other stuff for a while. Penis and, also and a-hole, like, penis and mouth. Yeah, penis and I, I penis and a-hole before I penis and vagina. Yeah, of course. Penis yeah. and ear hole and nostril. Of course, lost my ear virginity yeah. very young. Yep. <laughs> No, but in hindsight, like I had had, like I had hooked up with several girls in my friend group before this and like didn't count it as sex because I thought I was straight. And it's so annoying to me. I'm like, I'm actually, I actually hooked up with women before, but whatever. But the first penis and vagina sex I had, sex partner I had, he and I used uh, Trojan condoms. And Trojan, sponsor me, please. Well, yeah, maybe wait until you finish me. <laughs> I finish my story. They may not want to. <laughs> oh. um, but they were lubed. And my partner at the time, he was also a teenager. He was uncircumcised. And there is a, and maybe it's changed. Last time I checked, it had not. But lube, in the Trojan condom lube, there is a an ingredient called the Noxinol 9 that can cause yeast infections. Um, pretty readily in penis and vagina owners alike. My partner at the time had a yeast infection from the <laughs> lube, probably because he was a teenager who wasn't cleaning his penis well enough because he had a foreskin. Ooh. This is my guess as an educator now and an adult in hindsight. That's my guess. Still clean. If you don't clean your penis, that's you know how bacteria gets trapped. And that's probably why, like I think on average, like Trojan's not readily giving people yeast infections, but if you don't clean your body, that's how yeast infections happen, right? So fr- from lube or otherwise. So that's my guess. And he didn't have symptoms at first. And we never at the time had not had penetrative sex without a condom, but we'd fool around before, right, without a condom. Uh, and we lost our penis vagina virginities to each other. So we weren't worried about STIs. We probably should have been because I obviously had been eating, eating pussy and exchanging fluids with vagina owners but whatever in my head i was a virgin um (laughs) so whatever but um yeah you know i got a yeast infection from fooling around with him without him penetrating me it was the first yeast infection i had i think i was 16 and the shoe was crazy like i had a horrible yeast infection I went to the doctor and I knew I didn't have an STI because I knew he didn't have one or I I felt strongly at the time and my doctor was like I don't understand how you're walking. Like, this is such a bad yeast infection. Like, it was... And so, it's one of those things where use condoms, but also, like, be mindful of your body. Like, he definitely had symptoms he was, like, blowing off and, like, didn't acknowledge. Um, because, obviously, for penis owners, it can be pretty mild, if if at all, symptomatic. And for me, obviously, as a vulva owner, it was fucking crazy. So, like... 
it, it, it's about using it's using the right tools for sure, but it's also about keeping your body clean and knowing what questions to ask when your body is acting out of place, right? So, and also this is why you buy high quality lube. Maybe don't buy the lube condom. Maybe buy like high quality water based lube. But um, oh my god! And also like just for anyone that's got a dick, like smegma is still very much a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to mm-hmm. like go under the creases and skin folds hard. of your dick. Yeah. Like <laughs> I will say, weirdly enough, a majority of my penis owning partners have been uncircumcised. Totally by hap- okay. happenstance. Um, I feel like that's really rare. I talk to a lot of U.S. based. Oh, I thought you were um, just discriminating. <laughs> I have a preference. Let me for see. Foreskin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want I, a nice little hat. I do. I do technically have a preference for foreskin because I I understand why people circumcise their kids, but I'm I'm obviously like your body comes out a certain way. Like just leave it. Like teach your kid how to clean their dick. Like don't. But whatever. Like I've, I'm 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 body neutral. I love all bodies. Whatever. I think that's the only time foreskins ever like posed like a health problem. And so, and, and he was a boy, right? He wasn't, he was a teenager. So his hygiene habits, I'm sure were less than ideal, but like, you know, use a tool, use the right tools, but also just like listen to your body and, and like clean yourself. Yeah. The moral of the story. Clean your dick the same way you would mm-hmm. clean your hands and yeah. your legs mm-hmm. and the inside of your asshole. Yes. Literally, <laughs> when I hear people talk about how straight men don't clean their assholes because it's like gay. gay I'm like, uh, uh, like that's the one part you really should clean all the time. <laughs> God, when straight men, like, they don't buy a bidet because it feels gay. Ugh, I, got a, I got a bidet in every toilet in my house. Yeah, my as you out. should. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. What's up, all you sick fucking perverts? Don't you just love love? The Love Shop has everything you need to feel the love in the air or in between your legs, wherever you want, really. They've got everything from vibrators, lubes, lingerie, and even full-sized sex dolls. <laughs> While I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Visit loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim at checkout for 15% off the whole store. And the best part is that they ship all over Canada, US, and what? Ireland? To all my whores in Dublin, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and check out code sexedwithtim for 15% off the entire store. Now get to fucking. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping. Oh my god. 
I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me and girl I'm wearing it right now I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there and I'm on the train I'm just like uh, 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 thank you Dale <laughs> that's dalecuda.com with the code sexedwithtim for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping with a deal like that I swear I could come buckets honey <laughs> the show is about to begin yes god men give me such the ick <laughs> have I told you the weirdest icks that have been coming up for me? No, like one me. of my biggest one of my biggest icks is when a man eats something hot and they do the thing with their mouth and they go. <laughs> <laughs> I do that kind of a lot. Would I give you that? But when I say men, everything that we're doing is okay because we're the girls, gays, and the days. Yeah, That's yeah, fine yeah. Okay, for so us because okay, we're so it's cute. Only it's only for cis hat men. Yes, or, exactly. Or, or, or cis gay men? But, no, or, no, 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 no. Okay, just gays, cis hat men. Gays are fine. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. When a cis hat man does... <laughs> <laughs> like when you got the... Then you took a bite of the Hot Pocket too soon. <laughs> it's kind of like... Like I'm, I like want to like beat my chest like a gorilla when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Me, Tarzan, you, Jane. <laughs> this hot pocket. <laughs> hot pocket, <laughs> quite hot. Um, or like, yeah. What else? Uh, this is the re- the a more recent one that I have found. When men run, and okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let Tim me. said I get the egg from everything. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me contextualize this. Let me. Try when, to save it. Yeah. When men run, in the sense that, like, fine, go run and jog for fitness. <laughs> That's totally okay. But when a guy runs because they're late for something, I'm like, ew. <laughs> What are you doing with your life? <laughs> like, is it the is it the type of running? Yeah, or is because it, or, you're like okay. rushing. Like, okay, when you see a man in a suit run because he's late for a meeting, he does a specific gait, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> and it's like this sort of middle between like running and walking. Like, yeah. when you run halfway and then walk halfway because you think now it's too early, then you run again because you think it's too late. Like, what are you doing with yeah. your life? <laughs> I definitely also, I feel like you're just describing me because I like, I take the public transportation <laughs> to the office. And so I regularly like walk, run to catch my bus. And I'm definitely doing, but in my head, I look like Carrie Bradshaw crossing the street. Like, you know, and <laughs> you know. Or like Anne yeah. Hathaway in Double yes. Wars Prada yes. looking glam. That that's exactly how I picture myself, but I think I probably look exactly like how you're describing. But I have this, I have this image of you in my head, and I know this is not what you said, but in my head, you see a man who's like running late, and you're like, God, that's so gross that he's running late. Like it's like yeah. it's like a part of the run, but it's also like what the the run implicates. No, I physically have a reaction where my lunch just comes up in my mouth when I see a God, man run. Leave promptly. God. Yeah. God, it's just so disgusting. Or like when men have gap teeth. Like, fix it. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Fuck, brutal. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Or, or when they have, like, the whites at the corners of their mouth. Oh, well, that's like, nasty. Like, what's up ew. with that for anyone? Yeah, come on. 
Like, yeah, for anyone. Long. Yeah. But when no, men have like gap teeth, the whites in their mouth, or, or they have like a speech impediment, get it together. <laughs> if nothing, if nothing, just fix that, please. <laughs> if you can't get your teeth straight, how do you expect us to get a straight and narrow relationship? So true. Huh? Teeth yeah. are indicative of the quality of the relationship. Exactly. Thank you. Metrics so of much. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Let's These remember that I'm married to a Brit and they don't. <laughs> no one for their quality dental work. No. no. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm sorry, kidding. Joe. His teeth are great. His teeth are great. His teeth are great. Um, God. Yeah, no, these funny. are the things these are the things that I found out about myself in 2023. Or like when I saw a man just fully like drink an entire bottle of Coke on public transit. I was like, ew. Oh, the carbonation. What? Yeah, ew. God, my doing? heartburn hurts thinking about yeah. that. God, I just feel like I'm gonna explode or like fart on your behalf. For like, sure. Ugh, it's like God. secondhand bloat. Yeah. <laughs> Men need to stop reproducing. But I really do. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy how yeah. evolution led us to this point. Oh, speaking of men stopping reproducing, I found a few things that might interest you. I love it. Give me the info. So this is a study from Washington State University that was published uh, early, April 2023, okay. where they found a gene in male mammals, only male mammals. Where if they could isolate that gene, it creates infertility. And it is reversible. Isn't that so cool? Like, the the study has like, been done in rats like Joe so Joe could be injected with something to make him infertile? Well, not, not so much injected, but like... <laughs> How do I make yeah, him infertile? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, get a butcher knife. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I like so, his dick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, get a vasectomy, people. I don't know. Yeah, he will. It's eventually. reversible. But, like, you know what I mean? It's like this sort of male contraception at a molecular level where That's if they're awesome. able to isolate the G, I forget what it's called, but if any scientists like listen to this, yeah. I, I'm not too sure how to pronounce it, but it's like A R R D C five R R D C five. Yeah, that's the gene that's mm-hmm. only specific to male testes okay right so if they isolate that gene that creates infertility and then they can just reactivate it again should they want to have children it's interesting i wonder too for intersex folks if research on that can help increase fertility for intersex folks who struggle with fertility because of um their you know i don't want to say atypical but their non-binary genetic anatomical makeup right for folks who have testes but they're not um developed to the fullest extent or whatever and they face infertility obviously a lot of intersex folks do struggle with that so it'd be cool if one people like me who have a penis owning partner and do not want to procreate i can have have him deal with that because getting my tubes tied is expensive and invasive Mm-hmm. Um, and even painful though I wanted as fuck. To, yeah, oh, for sure. But we love that. We love pain, right? So I'm kidding. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I take love. out my organs. It feels so good. Um, <laughs> Tie up my fallopian tubes, daddy. <laughs> Literally. Literally. But also to help like remedy infertility issues for folks who do face it. Right? I think that would it's, be so, sick. it's so useful. And it's like, why didn't we think of this before? Why was the science centered around female reproductive systems? But like, well, did we forget? 
this is the thing, right? Like this is how, this is the fucking double-edged sword of, of science, right? One, we never want to do any studies about female sexuality. Doesn't exist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless it's scientific. It's, Right. So the thing is, is but if it's about things like fertility, then it can't be the penis owner's problem. It can't no, be their of fault. Not. It's like no. a handmaid's tale. Oh no, it's the women <laughs> who are infertile. Let's, Another let's, Canadian. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> but, right. But it, it is like uh, let's pretend it's all the women and the men are all fertile when it actually like a lot of the men are fucking infertile. And so, but that's the thing, right? It's like all of all of that all, the research is driven by like the patriarchal lens so it's like if, if there's any fucking room for the penis owner to be uh at fault god forbid quote-unquote at fault for the, the quote-unquote problem then yeah. <laughs> let's not research it that's that Ugh. same thing with like male contraception versus female yeah. contraception we we truly need more backing and funding for the sexual sciences and not yes. just like you know, obstetrics and gynecology and proctology, but like, you know, the science behind pleasure and, you know, like right now, my favorite bits of science is are, are a collection of studies that kind of center around kink and like the mm-hmm. science behind kink, but yes. there's not enough for that, right? Like, no. you know, the, how like the part of your genitals in your brain is kind of close to the part of the gen- uh, part of your foot thing, uh, something like that. So I'm like, oh, that's really, really interesting. And as I was digging down this sort of like science rabbit hole, I saw this really interesting article from Business Insider. And it was like published in September of 2023. Wow, this is like okay. not that long ago. No, recently. Where, where they said that how long should you wait for sex and it's according to science. So I want to get your take on this. Because according to this article, there's three options. Option one is a few weeks. And there's a psychotherapist by the name of Barton Goldsmith who said that a total of 36 hours spent together is all it takes to be ready. And now it doesn't have to be consecutive 36 hours. That can like you know build up over like maybe a weekend or like one date after the other. But like... There, there's not enough data to back that up. However, there is one where, like, there's this 2012 study in heterosexual college students, and they found out that, like, for each additional month of a relationship, women in the relationships lost sexual desire, but men didn't. So, again, that that's kind of like I feel like with especially with something like Business Insider, not that the, it's an it's a not a credible source in terms of media, but like this is this is why we need like really thorough scientific studies because one of the questions I have here is like how are they defining a lot of the words they're using right like what is ready is it like an emotional comfort is it a vulnerability is it a physical like a level of physical arousal like how how do they define some of that language it's when the vagina starts to open up and starts to blossom and have actual flowers come out of it exactly like and then a neon sign comes that's like ready Oh, well, if that's the case, then yeah, I'd say 36 hours spent with Joe and my neon sign was fully well lit. No, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, you can spend two hours with someone and be like, yeah, I want to fuck this person's brains out. I've spent zero hours with someone. Yeah, true. And want to fuck their brains out. (laughs) Right. And so that's, like, what does ready mean? And, like, don't get me wrong. I think there, there are definitely certain 
like I think there's there is a psychology to the anticipation that we can create around a sexual encounter with someone, right? Like I think that most of us feel greater gratification when there's tension, right? And that tension can be built emotionally and mentally as much as physically, right? That's pretty scientifically grounded. And that can take time, but I'm not sure that that's how they're describing time spent together. I'm not sure that's how they're describing readiness. And also, so you were saying that the in a heterosexual relationship, the woman felt less sexual desire after a month? Uh, so with each consecutive month in a relationship, the women were less sexually desired. Or no, so th- they were basically feeling less horny, but the guys didn't. See, that's so interesting to me because I feel like there's such a trope around straight women feeling like not being able to have casual sex, right? Especially in like modern hookup culture, the idea is like straight women have to have romance or consistency or intimacy in order to want sex but it's maybe it's more like around this idea of like there's less initial excitement the longer you're in a relationship and so you want the sex less. but that's just like i like i send me the article because i'm like i, I am yeah. kind of confused by some of that it, the I, wording like I need is it, i need it to be i need more data <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, God, I'm such a data slut. I really love yeah, me too. Uh, reading about this. And it, it is very interesting with the other kind of options that they give because the other one is like a few months, and like where they say you got to finish the honeymoon phase so that you're thinking rationally and your brain is not like running on all these happy chemicals and the. the it's not going to happen for me. Yeah, like you're you're no longer like ruminating on the happy possibilities of it, and then the third one is wait for marriage, which I'm like, mm. no, I gotta mm-hmm. tell you guys, I I do know some people who have waited till marriage in my life. It's disappointing. <laughs> try try the car before you buy it. Yeah, try the right. car before you buy it. Wait, if you want to wait until you're engaged, fine. If you if there if there's some some other metric or or hurdle you have to set. But try before you buy. Because, I always have sex with yeah. a guy before learning their name. That's an important, yeah. You know what? I love that for you. Yeah. Like, I don't I, need to waste my time until I know that this is yeah, going to work. You fuck and now, well. Yeah, right. And now I can humanize you. Yeah. So, like, in bed while they're mm-hmm. fucking me, I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, fuck me. Um, Guy Tony? with red hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I just like put you in my phone as your most obvious yeah. descriptor. It's just like hottie he him. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh my God, yes, this dude with a scar. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, scar face. Yeah. <laughs> God, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even on his face. It was like uh, this scar that went down his chest because he had like a pie pass. <laughs> so Damn. I'm like, whatever. That was the most distinctive thing about him because I've only had sex with him once because he did not have a personality. So I didn't bother learning his name other than like, I know that you had a triple, double, whatever bypass. Bypass. Wow. And lived to tell So I was like, bypass. (laughs) (laughs) Bypass. (laughs) That was a win. Yeah. 
80s movie fist pump into the air. Oh, that was good. Dun, dun, that was your peak. You. It's downhill from here. Yeah. It is. It truly is. Because, don't you forget about me. No, I'm like, please forget about me. I don't want you hitting me yeah. up ever again. <laughs> Block me. Please. Oh, God. Sex oh. is so interesting in our culture. And because you're so into media literacy, you might find this very interesting that Lifetime is featuring their first ever sex scene in one of their movies. Auga. Auga, right? What's the movie about? Is it is it like a nice representation of sex or is it trauma related? It's called A Cowboy Christmas Romance. Oh my god, is it gonna be a good sex scene? <laughs> it's no not idea. even like a scary trauma because like like sometimes lifetime movies are like weird crime movies, and I was like, oh, it'll just be like a scary trauma related. <laughs> but cowboy christmas romance tag yeah. me in isn't that so cute like i'm gonna it, google it, it later and watch it yeah it came out on december 9 so it's already we got like, time up for viewing yeah. yeah and like the guy seems very like basic in the sense that like oh i've seen this face before his name's adam sen and you're a model and i put this in quotes actor but whatever sure. <laughs> the, the funny thing about the senior what, what, what was said the funny thing what was said about this was from the senior vice president and her name's tia magini and she said we think there's an audience out there that's hungry for grown-up romance and we're looking forward to adding some smolder to the usual holiday sugar and spice like <laughs> what what was your audience before you said that there's an audience for hungry say- grown-up romance <laughs> Like there is an audience for that. Trust me. Like I exist in dark corners of book talk and I, I'm all about the adult smolder content. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I will read some smut, but it seemed one seems a bit late Yeah, for them to add that to the branding Two, There are other places that people are getting that are, is lifetime going to be the Avenue? The I home. don't know. Yeah. It's not going to be I'm Hallmark. I'm going to watch. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it and I'll give a, I'll give a review. Give an honest review, please. I mean, I can already tell what's gonna happen in any sort of Lifetime or Hallmark Christmas movie, where it's this girl from a big city that's coming to the Midwest because her family has asked her to come over, and then she goes to the farmers market and then meets a guy who's got like this plaid who's selling. Uh, I don't know, pine cones and apples. He's selling and pine then, cones and apples. But maybe yes, they get in into a order. fight. They get into a fight. Because yes. they have their differences. They like have big their city, dif- small farm. D- yeah, he's like, why Why are you moving so quick? You're walking so fast. You know, why are you taking the moment? And she's like, fuck you and your pine cones. And then later, you know, she needs help and he helps her. Yeah. She's like driving her mm-hmm. like dad's pickup truck. Yep. Because she's carrying all these groceries. And then for whatever reason, her tire bursts. Yes. And I just was literally so happens, thinking what vehicular accident could occur yeah. for this man to aid her. And it just so happens that the car behind her is being driven by the farmer. By the... By th- Farmer the Clint. F- Farmer Clint. Clint. <laughs> Clint. Um, yeah. And it's an enemies to lovers hometown. Pipeline. Christmas. Yep. And you the know en- what? Enemies to lovers is the one. Honestly, I love it. I'm here for enemies to lovers. It is the best sort of storyline 
ever. I, so. I, I live in like I'm an Akatar girly. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a dark romanticy girly. Give give me lore, world build. Okay, I can't just read straight up smut. I need world building, but then I need someone to get railed, or I'm out. And enemy lovers is the one. Only one bed available in the inn. Also a good trope. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against friends to lovers, but I kind of want enemies to friends to lovers. <laughs> I feel enemies strongly about all of this. To friends to lovers or lovers to enemies and friends is also another one which I like. Yes, I lovers like to enemies is an iconic. Lovers friends, lovers, enemies. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I love that. Like any reality show yeah. that you've seen out there. Like the entire cast of Vanderpump rules. Literally. Is friends, enemies, lovers. Yes. Yes. The the <laughs> oh, sorry, friends, whammy. lovers, enemies. Friends, yeah, yeah. lovers, enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Triple whammy. I love <laughs> Actually that's Triple how I describe whammy. all of my ex boyfriends. Friends to enemies to lovers. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Or friends to lovers to enemies, yeah. To enemies, yeah. 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 As they all are, because men are what? Trash. Yeah, they've all been canceled. Um, Oh, God, it's so icky when a man breathes and they make a sound when they inhale. (laughs) Like a whistle. Ew. Like, (laughs) when they have, like, overgrown facial hair, and then when they inhale, it makes that... (laughs) Like, why don't they groom better? Ew, or like, I don't know, fix your sinus passages. Like, I do, how hard I is it? I will say lengthy nose hairs can be uh, quite no. a, an ick. Here, mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing, though, Tim, is so you've identified, obviously, that you are a salute for pain. In in mm-hmm. a new in a newfound way, salute is an S L U T with an umlaut. Of course, salute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> das und salute. Das und salute. Um, <laughs> ja. But, ja, genau. Um, but you also have identified a lot of icks. So, how are you reconciling like a, a need for pain while also trying to avoid <laughs> the immense number of discomforts that you're encountering in your day to day? How do I reconcile the fact that men give me pain and the mm-hmm. fact that I like pain? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's a good question that I do that's not a lot have to the navigate. For. <laughs> yeah, because like the most amount of pain I ever receive are from men. Of course. And the most amount of disgust I receive are also from men. Mm-hmm. So then how do I balance the two out? Good yeah. fucking question. I wish that just men would stop talking. I think that's like, it. Sh- sh- yeah, just sh- sh- <laughs> don't say your name. Don't talk. Yeah. Just you know, leave leave the money on the counter and yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll be on our business, okay? I feel like this is this is how sex is weird. You're like, "Yeah, I really like that." Except when you do it like that. Actually, like here, mm, I thought I was into it and now I'm not. Or like, I didn't I really didn't like that until you did it this way and now I'm kind of into it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. Like if you if you keep it very much within the bedroom, your ex I can tolerate that. Keep your icks in the bedroom and don't bring it out there, okay? You can say whatever you want, and I know it's going to be so unserious. You can eat your hot pocket and cool it down in your mouth. like. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like certain in sounds in bed are totally acceptable because it's like your body's just doing your body. But like, yeah, if you if you do that shit like at your desk next to me at work, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> or here's another ick that I just found out. Or not found out, but rather it has affected me in a visceral level. It's when a man walks in one direction, he stops, 
looks at his watch and says, oh, wait, it's this time I actually have to walk the other direction. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the ics what are, you are doing? so specific. I mean, I guess that ics are specific. That is kind of like the point. But like, <laughs> I hate when someone doesn't know what direction they're supposed to be walking. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen a person just walk and then they stop, look at the time? Oh, oh wait, I actually have to walk the other direction. Okay, like... What was that? It's chaotic. It's chaotic energy. <laughs> we can't stand it. Oh my god! Or when a man asks for directions, ew! Use Google Maps like a regular person. Please. Yeah, that is weird. Like, why aren't you using a phone? Unless your phone's yeah. dead or you don't have the one, amount of like- times. The amount of times a man on the train has asked me, "Oh, is this going to the West End?" I'm like, "Yes." I was like, oh, "Okay, thank you." Like, did you not look trains at have the signs? Sign? Yeah, trains have signs in them trains and outside signs. of them. There are there are train announcements, you know. Yeah, that's true. Let, they are let, talking. Let's do a little bit of critical thinking here, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <mm-mm. laughs> like put in like well, just a little bit more. Effort. Yeah, but when a woman asks me if she's on the right train, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You're, yes, honey. You're okay. Yes, honey. You're totally okay. You're, you're safe so with safe. me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. Yep. Oh my god! I hope to see less men in 2024 because I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, it is a problem that you like to fuck them. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I am very much a chaotic homosexual, as I advertise myself. Of course. Speaking of homo- homosexuals, remember on your show where I did a little bit of a test run of a new game that I was yes. trying out called Home or Homo? Yes. Are you ready to play? Yes. yeah 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 all right so for everyone that didn't listen to my show my episode on sexistentialist i'm introducing a game called home or homo where i will say a title and it is my guest's job to figure out if it's home an hgtv show or homo, a gay porn. Yes. <laughs> and these are actually very difficult because I saw the overlap between these two very polar opposite genres. And I was like, this is wild. I, it is wild. I, 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 I can get behind this. So here we go, M. The first title you have is $50,000 Three Ways. Oh. It's surely, surely it's porn. Surely homo. Interior designer Tiffany Brooks no! helps renovation ready homeowners decide how to best spend their hard earned $50,000. I- By getting to the heart of what really matters, Tiffany turns overwhelming tasks into a transformation journey that's worth every penny. The $50,000, my first thought was, oh, it's HGTV, but three-way, what could they possibly be talking about? <laughs> no idea. Is there like a three-way reno, like three people switch homes to renovate? That, that wasn't in the description like, you just said. <laughs> I think it's this sort of like splitting the $50,000 in three different aspects of a renovation. Okay. I think. I'm not too sure. I'm dissatisfied I, with that result. <laughs> You're so you're so bitter about it. I'm so sad. I that's so funny. All right, you have a lot of chances to redeem yourself because I got a bunch of these. The next one is simply called Blueprint. God, could be like an edgy porno name. It could be. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say home. A cocky construction company owner, an architect with an ass that just won't quit, a plumber brandishing a steel rod. 
a cement stud who drives a hard bargain. I'm so Those fucking are just angry. God a few fucking of the damn it. Who team up to design a blue collar blueprint. God fucking damn it. Shit. I love to win. And this sucks. I want out. I'm, I'm leaving the room. Okay, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got Isn't him. I got him. I got so him. So difficult. Oh my god, I love this. And I can kind of picture the movie poster like in my head. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me see if I can pull up the the cover for you because it is like wild. Yeah. Yeah. Some tribal tattoos working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And an I mean, ass that won't quit. It is truly an ass that won't quit. I'm not gonna lie; mm-hmm. it's not a bad movie poster. No, it's not. It's great. But Blueprint, you would have easily thought that was HGTV. Yeah, the typeface I wouldn't have yeah. chosen, but that's okay. Yeah. But you as a Southern woman need to have a little more discernment because I'm pretty sure you watch a lot of HGTV. I, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. I have watched a lot of HGTV, but I'm behind, like, I haven't really in the last, like, five years. Mm-hmm. Well, Yeah. I haven't either. I watch a lot of HGTV for someone that has neither an H or a G. So. Fair. But you do have a TV and that's all that matters. I do have a TV. <laughs> and that's really all I need. And it's the size of my phone. I'm watching all the Netflix I can. Yeah, fair. Uh, okay, next one. Bigger is better. <sighs> I'm I gonna, made these really hard. You really did. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say HGTV. I'm going to say home. You're right. Yes. God, thank fuck. (laughs) Expert flippers Colin and Anne Branca give their buyers the best of both worlds by buying charming small homes and increasing their size. These additions aren't always easy, though. Unexpected repairs often mean taking a loss. But this couple takes the risk because bigger is always better in their line of work. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Bigger is better. I was thinking like <laughs> in anal play, bigger is not always better. Mm-mm, not all the time. As someone who does have a very big hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well established. I am. Yeah. It's a well established hole. Yeah. All right. A well, if you will. A well. Deep and wet. And you need to dig hard until you hit water. Anyway, <laughs> let's not go down that. Next one. Okay. Is the Super Barrio Brothers. Barrio as in like a neighborhood. Surely it's HGTV. Surely it's home. In this world, two young plumbers, Mario and Luigi Barrios, struggle to stay independent from Koopa Utilities' empire. Then one fiery summer day, the Barrio bros get an urgent call from Rick and Mac. The nasty Koopa has raised the temperature in the apartment to unbearable degrees just to watch them sweat. And the young man can't turn off the heat. Oh my god. maybe yeah maybe like an HGTV show wouldn't use the term barrio because they don't want to like keep certain they don't want to like ostracize certain communities they do have a pretty white yeah (sighs) (laughs) although I will tell you Luigi's looking pretty white there but it is really blurry on my screen so maybe I shouldn't make an assumption about someone's (laughs) no no it is Luigi Luigi is very pale Uh, but yeah this does give HGTV vibes if you take out the context of gay porn because they're both yes. like constructiony and they're very plumbers. like yeah. They're also, I'm plumbers. not sure what this is. Is this like his midriff or? Is I that his feel like maybe penis? that's a Photoshop 
gone wrong like could this be like the the fupa area it's his fupa yeah it's the fupa exactly (laughs) fat upper penis area. (laughs) all right we've got about three more so you've got a chance to redeem yourself all right here's the next one opportunity knocks home home are you sure yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Oh, you're gonna hate yourself. Fuck. Shit. After it's, a it's... decade. Yeah. After a decade away, Dirk Caver returns home from college and the military to reunite with former coach Dolan Wolf. The two jocks catching up with a suck and fuck exchange. Excellent character uh, names. <laughs> Excellent character names. I can't be mad about that one. It's too good. You can't. I, I mean, those are their like porn star names, but excellent like, names. Doesn't matter. And yeah, like you should see what I'm looking at right now. Let me pull it up for you real quick. Yes, please. It's very much like giving Mormon fantasy. This guy here is getting his dick sucked by what I would think is <laughs> the coach. This, this guy is the happiest man to be receiving a blowjob yeah. right now. No one has ever been so fucking happy to receive a blowjob yeah. as this man. Like, look at that, that smile. This smile right here, just like gleaming ear to ear. He's like in a dental office yeah. billboard. Get up. But he's yeah, getting yeah. head. But he's getting head. Yeah. This is giving like... <laughs> I got some Come Invisalign. To office <laughs> and get a blowjob. And then this guy's just fully buried in he's, all the way to his pelvis. Yeah, there's no way he can breathe. There's no way. No, he he's not going to breathe. Doesn't need to. <laughs> all right. Next one. Down to the studs. God. I'd I'd hate you if I really hard love ones. you so much. <laughs> I picked some really hard ones for you intentionally because I gave you some easy ones on your show. Uh, um, down to the studs. Okay, home. I'm gonna stick with home. Ding 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 ding. Thank fuck. Okay. Based out of the booming real estate market of Chattanooga, husband husband duo <laughs> PJ and Thomas. Oh, that was very close. Husband husband duo. <laughs> easily, PJ and Thomas easily could turn into a porno. Exactly. PJ and Thomas are using their design and renovation skills to improve their hometown one flip at a time. Yep. Chattanooga. (laughs) There you have it. Fuck. So I got two, right? Yeah. Two out of seven. It's not good. So you're barely passing. (laughs) No, I've got got a four. Just like how I'm barely passing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, this last one, I'm going to make it really hard, and it's going to be very ambiguous. So get ready. You only got one yes at this, okay, Ab? Okay. This last one is called Fuck Me Daddy. (laughs) It's a porno. (laughs) Are you sure? It's definitely homo. (laughs) Yay. I got one. The daddies are here with one purpose from start to finish to smash the fuck out of these willing and able cum pig holes. My praise kink is itching. (laughs) The bottom's like it hard, hungry, and wait, the bottom's like it hard, hungry for a nonstop pounding of their dirty, filthy holes. And boy, do the daddies deliver. Daddy, sorry, it's not daddy fuck my hole, it's daddy smash my hole, is a wall to wall raw fucking adventure. Wow. 
Yeah. Smash my hole. Daddy smash my hole. Super smash bros. Yeah. Wow. Daddy smash my hole. How amazing. Those are fucking good. I mean, they're fun. (laughs) I'm having so much. Like, play at home, kids. Adults. (laughs) This is an 18 plus show. (laughs) Play at home. Kids I'm referring to as yeah. adult adults I'm referring to as kids. Whatever. Adults. You got it. Sure, you're all adults. And speaking of adult, just in the last year in 2023, this show got nominated for a podcast. Yes, award. It did. Congratulations. I mean, I'm just happy to be nominated, but in reality, I'm like, give me that win. I don't know by the time that this airs whether or not I won, but like hey, a nomination for the Canadian Podcast Awards is really cool. It's huge. And that, don't mean to, you know, just like my dick. Don't mean to swing it around. It's huge. No. Oh, my gosh. You should toot your own horn, right? Like, this is, like, a lot of people don't understand how much time and effort goes into podcast production, especially for those of us who are one-person crews. And you've put your heart and soul and cock and into whole. this. And whole. And I love it. It's a fantastic show. And 10 out of 10, think you should you should win the award. Oh, I mean, you am, yeah. and I think you should win all the awards, even though you didn't win my game. So yeah. <laughs> treat I'm a, yourself. I'm, a, I'm just a dumb bitch. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> treat yourself to some of that pizza that like is so deep dishy. Um, yes. So <laughs> some dick. <laughs> some thick dick. <laughs> some thick dick. T h i c c d i c c. Thick dick. <laughs> a man Um, actually made that noise while he was coming inside me he was like you're like like, fuck god ick yeah i was like i i lost the hot not the hot pocket sound yeah no i had to close my eyes and fake it like a porn star i was like and like look the other direction Uh, yeah oh my god yes i love that noise so much (laughs) yeah puts the pillow over my ears (laughs) honestly like you i was one of those like hands over my ears you're like uh it's kind of like i i couldn't like uh, take the pleasure Uh, uh, i hated him so much why did he do that anyways uh, now he's gone thank god um, thank you for joining me. Of course. As always, you are such a pleasure. You're such my wifey. I and I can't you. wait to see you. I love you so much. I can't wait to see you again soon. Yes. Do you have anything that you want to take into 2024? A new sexual resolution? I think it's been a while since I've like really created some ambiance around sex. Like, I think it's been it's been a while. And this is just how life and being in a long-term relationship can go. It's been a while since I've like lit some candles and like made a cocktail and like put on a sexy little outfit and like made a whole fucking night of it. And I feel like I feel like that should be on the table. It's just been a while since I've since I've done something on the I guess it's kind of on the romancy side, you know? Yeah. So and maybe, as you should. Yeah. As you should. As you should. I actually literally lit a candle for the podcast just to get me into like this sort of I like candles silly so sexy and I love them oh but God. I feel like I, it's like I need to create some ambiance you know yeah I love a good scented candle oh me too. my god those uh what do you call it those boy scents or something like that mm-hmm. that's a good candle yeah or what's the one the Yankee candles those, those are, are classic good 
classic yeah. an oldie but a goodie yeah you know? crap my craft or, store usually has like a three for nine dollar around this time yeah. of year yeah or just everyone buy a candle from etsy those yes. candles are really bomb whatever they are yeah and yeah so i hope for you and that you do create the ambiance that you want yeah. together with the tantra and the toys yes. i however will be more disgusting than last year mm -hmm. as is my goal every year i hope to be more of an asshole <laughs> which yes. is really just me like enforcing my boundaries way more assertively <laughs> yes which you should which i should I, to I told my therapist i was like why isn't he texting he's like did it occur to you that maybe you're allowing this kind of behavior i'm like oh my god <gasps> good Damn. point good fucking point therapy <sighs> i know therapy <laughs> All right. Well, um, do you have anything to plug like a butt? Of course. <laughs> Check out the Sex Essentialist podcast, of course. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, fucking Amazon, iHeartRadio. I don't give a shit. It's there. At Sex Essentialist Pod on Instagram. Um, it's existentialist with an S. Hopefully, Tim, you, you got me in the show notes. But uh, for those of, for those of y'all who can't spell, that's honestly fair. I picked a shitty podcast name. <laughs> no, you're but stuck with it. Would be I stuck with it, but it would be super helpful um, if folks, when they listen to the show, could follow and rate anywhere you listen to it. Honestly, like votes help the algorithm when people get podcast recommendations, so that's always a win for me. And follow follow my Instagram to to track my bullshit. Yeah, post post episodes, new episodes, and season four. Will have um, probably launched or is about to launch um, in January 2024 when this comes out. So super excited! Truly have something for everyone this season, and um, I'm sure Tim will make an appearance because Tim always does. And just like Godry, I love to come back. So true. And <laughs> I, tag yourself. I'm a chlamydia. <laughs> chlamydiates rise yes. i'm calling all of the fans of the show my chlamydiates yeah uh, well chlamydia hive my chlamydia empire my chlamydia hive thank you so much to tuning in to another episode of the sex of Tim podcast 100 episodes in thank you yes. so much for all of your support and you know, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe because if you don't, you're being homophobic. Yeah, I don't make crime. the rules. Yeah, it's a hate crime to not give me mm -hmm. five stars. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you at the next one. Em, do you want to like, you know, send them off with a nice song? You have a song that you want to, you want me to jam out to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like a ballad. Um, a ballad. I was gonna, I was gonna do oh okay okay every night I see you I hear you I feel you that is how I know you go on put me put me in put me in with with the with the percussion on the squeaky toy I give the I give the squeaky toy back to my dog oh boo hold on hold on just just be like meh okay here we go.
Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah. <laughs>